Hello, welcome everyone to another episode of the Division One Only podcast. My name is Eduardo Villalpando. I'm your host, and we have a very special guest today, Chris Grassell. Welcome, Chris. Thank you, Chipo. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Chris is an NCAA Division One student athlete at Boston College. He's originally from Sao Paulo, Brazil. During his junior career, he was a five-star recruit at the Wild Tennis Academy in Southern California. And at Boston College, he's been playing mostly at the number two spot and even won the Connecticut State Championships. So congrats on a great junior and college career so far. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, well, I just want to like, I would like you to start us off by taking me a little back to your high school days. I know you attended the Wild Tennis Academy. That's where we met. So how did that, did that opportunity present itself for you? Well, I think so. My brother was already there before I made a decision to go to Weill. Uh, I think uh, when I was like 14, I went there for a trial semester and I ended up liking the way things were and like the focus on tennis. And because especially it was, it was becoming very tough to balance school and tennis in Brazil in high school. There were like days where I had school the entire day and I wasn't able to play tennis. So I, I chose to go there because I had like more opportunities and also like envisioning college tennis in the future, it was like a better decision overall. Okay, okay. And you decided to move to Southern California as a sophomore, right? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, prior to my sophomore year, I chose to go to Wild like full time. I think so, yeah. Okay, okay. And for how long has you had your brother been at the Wild Tennis Academy before you? Uh, my brother completed the, uh, his junior and senior year there, so two years. Uh, when I first got there, like my first time, I think he was like uh, graduating, so I got to spend some time with him there. That was pretty cool. Okay, that, yeah, that's pretty good. And when you decided to go to Wild, was your main focus already to play college tennis or not really? Uh, honestly, my first semester there, uh, not really. I felt like in Brazil, like people... I'm not that familiar with college tennis, even though I already knew that it was pretty strong. I wasn't really sure, but like I think once I got there after some time, I realized that like college tennis was the right thing. Yeah, that's what I was. I actually talked to Gabriel De Camps a couple of episodes ago, who was basically telling yeah. me telling me that about this misconception about college tennis in Brazil that people don't really think like it's a it's a good option to take. They some of them think that it's like taking the retirement road or not taking your tennis pretty seriously and just focusing more on academics. Do you think that was your thought process before coming to Wild or not really? I think so. I think what I was like still pretty young. I was like 14. I, I didn't really know anything about college tennis. I knew that there were like some really good pro players who went to college, like John Isner and stuff. And Yeah, but I still thought it wasn't like as strong as it as I I, I got to know once I got to Wild and we watched some like UCLA USC matches and stuff and like this exposure people in Brazil and like South America don't have it they don't really know like how strong the level actually is so yeah for sure yeah and you got pretty good results as a sophomore and junior especially at Wild and I think you even had college offers before you even recorded your college video and started the recruiting process in general. Would you say that took you by surprise because I know you could have even committed as a junior if you wanted which is a which is a pre, which is pretty rare that that happens. Yeah, yeah, definitely like I remember my sophomore year I had some pretty good results and like a, a pretty good matches even though like against like 
in those men's open tournaments against like college players who were playing like in the top schools and yeah some coaches started reaching out to me and like it was pretty interesting I was like I didn't think it was gonna come so early I thought it was gonna be more like junior and senior year but yeah I started like having connections with coaches in sophomore year like end of sophomore year yeah as I said you were a five-star recruit during your junior career but personally I think you should have been a blue chip I mean of course it is pretty hard to be a blue chip in Southern California at least because aside from the fact that it's a really tough region tennis wise the fact that you you can't play like the level twos and the level ones because you're not like a Southern California resident I think that kind of hurt you I mean yeah. it's still it's still being a five-star recruit is pretty good if you know what I mean Yeah, I think I, I appreciate that, Chipo. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Um, anyways, take me through your recruiting process because I think we took the SAT the same day in Nordov High School, like a couple of years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and you were always, yeah. oh, you were always more academically inclined, I would say, which you don't see from a lot of people because normally high, normally high school players are more focused on tennis than school. But I think you did a good job by balancing both. And even you were pretty close to on going to Brown. But in general, how would you describe your recruiting process? Uh, I think it was pretty interesting. Yeah, as you, as you said, like academics was always like a priority for me, especially like because of my family. Like uh, my, both my parents are doctors. Like my entire family either has like a master's or, or a doctorate degree. And my brother was also in a pretty good school. And... Uh, I thought that, like I was always gonna pick academics over the tennis part, even though I love to play tennis. It was something that was already like in my mind set as a priority. So I think that was like pretty important to me when uh, taking the SAT and like connecting with schools, thinking about this certain like uh, picking schools that were academically good and but also had like a good combo of tennis. Yeah, kind of balancing both academics and athletics, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I remember you were taking, I, I think you were taking like AP classes and honor classes in like, mm -hmm. in high school, which is kind of hard considering that at the same time we we're practicing like from 1 to like 6 p.m. every day. So yeah. I think you did a good job just like staying on top of school work despite, I mean, to say the least, focus a little bit more on academics and athletics in general. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Before we continue talking about your recruiting process, I know you got to the, the opportunity to go to Indian Wells as a hitting partner back to back years. Yeah. Uh, what do you think you learned from those weeks, or would you say it was just motivation more than anything else? I think it was very motivational, but also uh, I learned a lot from those weeks. Like uh, to got to get to see like how the pros actually practice, the amount of the effort uh, they put in, and like how seriously it, it, they actually take it was like pretty like eye-opening you see like some of those guys like warming up for like an hour before they even start like hitting or tapping on the court and then they cool down after the, all their matches and they take like everything seriously like they, their diet and everything so that was pretty like eye-opening to be honest yeah Um, you ended up committing, continuing to, with the recruiting process, um, you ended up committing kind of late, I mean, I would say. Yeah. Why did you decide Boston College was the right fit for you? Well, I think, as I said before, like the academic part was always very important to me. And I knew that I wanted to go to a school that had an undergraduate uh, business school. That was pretty good. And I thought that Boston College had that. And uh, even in the schools that I visited, 
Uh, I liked other schools as well, uh, but I thought that BC was a good fit in the sense that it was what I was looking for academically, and also like still in the ACC conference, I knew I was gonna get some pretty good tennis levels over there. Yeah, especially the fact that you're playing like high in the lineup, that means that you're playing against really quality opponents. So I yeah, think that yeah, helps you. Yeah. That helps you a lot ten tennis wise, right? Yeah, exactly. All those guys in the ACC, like top three in the lineup, they're they're all incredibly good. Like it's it's pretty tough to be honest. Yeah. And how was the transition for you from going to high school in a prep school to an actual classroom in Boston College? Because it is a pretty good school, academically speaking, as you said. Yeah, I think the beginning it was was pretty tough. Like in the in the part of like choosing classes, which classes to take, uh, how to balance like classes and tennis and studying. I think it was very different, especially because I wasn't used to like uh, large classrooms in the beginning, and the Boston College is like a core curriculum, and so some of the classes were like small, but others had like 300 people in them, so it was like a completely different. Yeah, especially because you're coming from a prep school where I mean, I think in every class, yeah, like the exactly. the max the max amount of students was like 15, and then you go to these classes yeah. in Boston College, with, which is like a hundred people. In one yeah. classroom, which must have been pretty like eye opening for you. Yeah, I think so. I think like my first like economics lecture, there were like two hundred and fifty people, and I was like <laughs> completely overwhelmed in the beginning. <laughs> Nothing like I'd ever seen, but I think I adapted pretty well. It took some time, but afterwards, like I think I got into the right rhythm. So that was that was pretty good. Yeah, and would you say it was hard to balance academics and athletics at first? Because for the people who don't know, like the Tennis season is like the spring season, so during that semester, of course, during the week you're getting your practices in, you're getting your lifting yeah. in, but at the same time, you gotta complete like the academic demands from college, and then during the weekends you're traveling on the road. So, yeah, would you say that it was hard to balance? Yeah, I think it was hard to balance, especially in the spring season. I think that uh, the fall helped a lot. It gave me like confidence in the sense that. I like I got to set up first, and I it wasn't like that demanding in terms of like tennis and competition. But as you said, like in the spring, like you're traveling a lot, so like you're missing like classes all the time. Like every two weeks, you have to travel or go somewhere else, and you're missing classes. And you have to find a way to like uh, connect with your professor and like make up for all the lost material. So you you don't really have time to like uh, be in focus you have to be like on top of all of, of all your of your stuff yeah for sure but i mean you like athletes get like a special a special help right from like college advisors career yeah, advisors yeah. and things like that was that something you used or not really uh i to be honest i didn't have have to use those resources some of my friends actually did and i would probably recommend that i think like I did. I would have been better off if I used them, but the fact that I didn't also was like more of a challenge in a sense. But yeah, the, the school always helps student athletes in a sense, and the professors also understand if you're a student athlete. So like for office hours or whatever you need, like submitting papers and all, they'll always like offer an extra extra hand. So that was pretty good as well. Yeah, for sure. And well, tell me a lot of junior. And parents worry that tennis will suffer because of the academic demands of college. 
What advice would you give an 18-year-old in terms of balancing academics and tennis? I mean, I think it's pretty important to be able to do both. I think everyone has like a different context and different priorities, but in the sense, uh, uh, college times and like the schools that people go to, usually the good schools, they the coaches are very serious, so they will demand that like, you be uh, on top of all of your stuff, especially for practice and competition. So the level will not drop, definitely. It's And also with the level of competition you're getting, you're going to be motivated to practice as much as possible and to beat some of those guys that you know are at the top. So, no, I don't think it's, it's a worry that the tennis level will drop. Okay, okay. And another thing we see parents worrying about is like the social component of college and how it will affect their kids' tennis. What would you tell an 18-year-old going yeah. to college in regards to having fun, but also not compromising their tennis and academics? Yeah. Yeah, so for us, for like student-athletes, I think that uh, tennis and academics, they, they come first. So the social life uh, is like number three component there. Uh, and yeah, I think it's pretty important to be able to be re very responsible in the sense that you know that like, You're supposed to have fun, but there's also a time and place, and especially during the season, you won't you won't be able to like uh, have that much time with your friends because you'll have to like travel, compete, or study, whatever you're doing. So you, you'll still be able to have a lot of fun in college, but it that needs to be like after times in academics, you know. Yeah, but also what I think pe some people don't understand that are not people that are not athletes, especially that whenever at least in tennis whenever you get it to a team that's like your own like your own brotherhood at the end of the day you're gonna yeah. see those guys every day if you go out you're gonna go out with those guys even if you don't go out with them every weekend because you're traveling at least you're traveling with yeah. the same with the same guys so at the end of the day you create like a bond with all with all the teammates right yeah yeah that's that's definitely true like uh, we're all like a family in a sense like everyone's watching for each other's back so Like, this team component is very important. Like, you're always, like, just watching out for others as well, not just your, for yourself. So that, that does help a lot in terms of, like, responsibilities and also, like, keeping each other in check. Yeah, for sure. And do you think you have grown up in your time at Boston College? I think so. I think it was, like, very... That, that's something that uh, I noticed now, like, a lot. I think I wasn't, like, that mature before college, but, like, especially during my first... In second year, I had to mature a lot, also to be able to like uh, be in this part of a, like a team setting and take everything very seriously. That was something that I wasn't like really prepared for. In that sense, I think I've grown a lot. I've also been able to like interact with like a bunch of different people, not just like uh, in the team because you have people from like, different backgrounds, but also in the school you get people who have like very different interests and very different career choices afterwards. So that does open up your mind as well. Yeah, I actually wanted to ask you about this. Um, of course, you're a super competitive guy since since your high school days, and like always, you have you have always been. How was that transitioning into college, where you are not only playing for yourself but for an actual team, and it's not about you anymore; it's about the team. Yeah, I, I think it's, that's definitely a good point. I think in the beginning, in the fall season, I was like a little focused on my results. And everything, but like once you get into the spring, you see that like uh, to get a team win is much more important to get like an individual win. But you still have to like you have to do your part as a team player, you know. And like 
some days like you won't be able to play your best you won't be able to help your team but they'll be able to push you and like they'll come through and other day it's like you'll you're, you'll be the one clinching clinching matches or helping your team get the w so that also like is really important in that sense Yeah, I actually want you to tell me a personal experience on this because I was checking like your results on Boston College and the schedule and everything this year, and you guys played an invitational. I don't remember when it, where it was, but it was like in the fall that you played like I think Yale, Quinnipiac, and another school, and you won all your six matches like three singles and three doubles. Do you yeah. think you were? And I don't know. I don't really. I don't think you. Your peers, like your teammates, did as well as you did in that tournament. So, f at least for you, like your own experience, would you say in that tournament or that weekend you were happy with your performance, but sad because your teammates lost, or would you say that since it's just an individual tournament, like an invitational, you were pretty content with the result? Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, good perspective there. I think like it was a fall tournament, and those that are technically individual results. But at the fall tournament is they're also very important in the sense of being able to to check where everyone is at, what level everyone is playing, and uh, I think overall we did decently well. I think we didn't get the the results we wanted in some spots, in some places. Like there were uh, a few players who could have done a lot better, and I think that's what stuck out to us in the end. We, we all we all came. Out of that uh, tournament, thinking about how he could improve, and like, although I was happy with my performance, I think that, like, the next day we had like a team meeting, and we we're just like thinking about how how much we could uh, improve, and like we we did decently well in team in terms of like, uh, I think we won most of our matches in that in that tournament, but there were some places that we could have done a lot better. Yeah, was that invitational like fake dual matches that of course they don't count for the record board? Yeah. Like, is the order one one through eight or one through six or whatever? Is that like is it like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was exactly. It was like the uh, dual match type, but instead of being like six singles matches and three doubles matches, it was like maybe four doubles matches and eight singles matches to get like everyone to chance the chance to play in. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay, yeah, just a couple more questions before we get to the final segment. Um, you, of course, already knew how competitive was college tennis from just watching mm -hmm. collegiate matches yeah. in California. As we previously said, like, we had the OHI, which is, like, the, I think the biggest tournament, in, like, when it comes to participants in the world. You, we had, like, USC, UCLA matches all the time. So, mm -hmm. and I even think your last year and a half in high school, you were not playing junior tournaments anymore and just focusing more on men's open and the main level threes in, in Southern California, like Los Cap, Northridge, and San Diego, which you won San Diego, by the way. Shout out to you for that. <laughs> Do you think that helped you mature in the court a little bit earlier than everyone else, which wouldn't, and would you say that ended up helping you as you transition into college tennis? I think so. I think because in those men's open tournaments, you end up playing like, former college players, current college players, or, or, or guys are just more mentally mature, but also physically mature. So you do have to, like, bring your level up. And it's, like, a very big difference in terms of, like, how they handle themselves on the court. They're so much more professional. And in terms of, like, you're dealing with, like, a more realistic level. Like, all these guys, like, they have big serves in those tournaments and stuff. They hit the ball pretty big. They're very aggressive. So I think it's more comparable to, like, the college times. Level because you you have to step up, you know. Yeah, 
And since your arrival at college, would you say you have improved more your mental, the mental aspect of the game, of the of tennisically speaking? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, mentally it was like uh, I don't think I was that good mentally before I came to school, and then I, I did have like I struggled in the beginning, especially like everyone's like super loud, and you had like uh, some people like just hooking uh, some points and stuff, and you have to deal with that. And, like, uh, there's a lot of adversity out there. If you don't, like, focus and you keep it together, it's going to come back to hurt you. And not just yourself, but also your team, because you won't be able to, to help them that much. So, yeah, I think, like, it, mentally it's been, like, a hell of a ride so far. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, okay, this is the last segment of the podcast. It's called the D15. Okay. So it's five rapid-fire questions. You can answer them as fast as you can, Okay. Okay, let's do it. Sao Paulo or Boston? Sao Paulo. Favorite college memory? Uh, Tennis-wise, uh, being Miami my freshman year at home. And non-tennis-wise? Uh, I think every year we do a spring break trip to California. I think that's pretty fun, the team. Okay, most listened artists at the moment? Uh, team Impala. What, what profession other than tennis would you like to attempt? Something in the finance field, which is my major. Okay, dream vacation. Ooh, that's a, that's a good one. I'd say uh, South Africa. I think I went on safari there a couple of years ago, and I loved it. Okay, okay, that's I'll pretty good. Again. Have you listened to the new, the latest album from Tame Impala? Yeah, I have. It's it's pretty good. Yeah, bro, I actually get got into it like. I got into Tame Impala like in for the last two months, and I like it. Like the Moments yeah. album, the not the late, not the last one, but the one before. I like that one. Yeah, it's pretty good, yeah. <laughs> Especially now for like finals and stuff, I've been listening to it on repeat. So yeah, it's been on my mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chris, thank you so much for taking this time. I really appreciate you just sharing your experiences and giving advices to junior players who may not know what to do as soon as they get to college. So thank you so much for taking this time. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I think what you're doing is pretty good. And I think it's it's good to spread awareness to everyone else out there. So it's my honor to be here. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Thank you, Chris. And thanks to all the fans for tuning in. And see you guys next time. All right, see you.